everybody welcome back to self-love with rihanna marie it is such an honor to be with you today it is a really exciting episode and that is because it includes you um i've got my coffee with me because for some reason one coffee was not enough this morning and i am freaking exhausted uh, but i really wanted to get this recorded and get this up i'm so excited about it basically um, on my Instagram, which is at Pink and Sparkles 101, uh, don't ask. I don't have the heart to change it. <laughs> I made that when I was 11, and it's kind of just become like a thing, and I can't change it. I've tried. Um, anyways, I asked questions on there, and I and I opened up this space where like you could ask for any advice, and I would give personalized advice on this podcast. And part of the reason I wanted to do that is because, you know, it's like running this self-love coaching business is so interesting for me because I really, really, really want to like just give all of this free advice and all of these things for free out of just my heart because I want to. I mean, there's not much more to say about that. It's just that I want to. And, uh, you know, I have to kind of like learn how to really honor myself and honor the fact that I'm running a business and the fact that my work is in the advice. And so it's like in the private coaching and in group webinars and in my PDFs. Those are like the paid content, which is really personalized, really potent, and probably the most valuable. And I put so much work into all three of those things, right? And then, and then, like, I had to create this sort of avenue of having an open space for free advice so that you could get to know me and I could get to know you. And um, there was nothing else attached to that. And the podcast is truly where that came from. And so there is no lack of value in this podcast. It's really exactly what I would tell someone in coaching. And I wanted to create that space for those that don't, um, that aren't capable of getting coaching yet, don't want to yet, don't want to commit, uh, whatever it may be. And so the podcast is really that space of completely free advice. And I sometimes do that on Instagram Live too. It's really where the idea for the podcast started was Instagram Live. So um, I just moved it here and I'm so excited. Are you excited? I'm going to take another sip of my coffee real quick and then we're going to get into all the questions. Okay, so one of the first questions was about how to balance a productive lifestyle with a solid friend group, community, you know, like social interaction. And I love that question because there's an absolute balance there and you can go too far on either end, right? Like you can go workaholic style and never want to connect with anyone and then you can just constantly have fun and never do your work. And so there absolutely has to be both. And one thing that came up for me the second I saw this question was really handpicking that friend group. So you know, if you're handpicking your friend group to make it people who really vibe with you and really match with you and people that you actually want to spend time with because they make you feel good and they fill you up and um, they respect your boundaries and they respect you and you respect them, then you're going to want to spend time with them. Uh, And so I think that would be a number one is like creating that friend group to be perfect for you because you can do that you get to pick your friends which is something I didn't do for a long time I did not pick my friends um I was just so hell-bent on social interaction (laughs) that I didn't care who it was I just needed someone and I don't live that way anymore and um one of my favorite things that I've gotten to do since changing my ways in that is like 
really handpick my friends and and be confident about that. So that would be number one. Two is watch the burnout when it comes to the productivity. You know, it's like make a plan for your being productive, for the work you need to do, for going to work, for doing your homework, whatever that may be. Make a plan, set out time for that. But also like, are you getting burnt out? Um, are you overworking yourself? Is your body like begging you to rest? Sometimes when we get sick, that's our body's way of telling us, please, for the love of God, rest, <laughs> right? Um, and so watch that and maybe give yourself that space to just chill the fuck out. Like, here's the thing. When it comes to balancing a productive lifestyle with a solid friend group, it also includes alone time. That's super important. You can't have that balance, that alone time, because both of those things are really like have a lot of energy in them and take a lot of your energy. And so in between that, you've got to have your self-care time and that needs to be mindful self-care. There's a big difference between Netflix self-care and mindful like journaling, um, listening to a podcast, like doing something good for yourself self-care, right? You get it? Um, so I would also mix that in there and know that it's okay to say no to either or. It's okay to say no. It's okay to go to a function. I've never used that word, but I just did. Whatever. Go to a function <laughs> for, um, sorry, for an hour and then leave because you need alone time. That's totally fine. Who cares, right? Like you can balance it out in that way. And um, yeah, I think that's kind of my advice for that. Maybe make a plan. Maybe do a little bit of a journaling. Like where do I want to put these things in my life? How am I going to create my, my puzzle of happiness? What are my pieces? Awesome. Okay, the next question is, I want to stay a virgin until after high school, but I don't think guys will respect that advice. Number one. This is not about guys, right? This isn't. This has nothing to do with other people. This is you. You are making this decision that you would feel more comfortable and more confident and more powerful um, and more yada, yada, yada if you stayed a virgin until after high school. Beautiful. Kudos to you. You know, it's like it doesn't matter when you lose it or who you lose it to as long as like you feel comfortable with that. And um, I lost mine. I was 16 and it was to a best friend of mine and there was no strings attached and it was honestly pretty cool and you know you know to be really real like I really just wanted to to lose it (laughs) I was like over it I was 16 everyone had lost theirs I wanted to lose it so the fact that you are in high school and you have this awareness that you really want to do that right is beautiful and I respect you for that so know that that is a decision you were making for you and here's the thing if Guys don't want to respect that they're not the guy for you. Because if this is a boundary of yours, so when we create boundaries and we create and we create expectations, they're final. So it means that um, these are the only people I'm going to allow in my life. They're people who are going to respect my boundaries and respect me. And if you don't, bye. Like I don't care, right? I I don't have I don't have space for that. I don't have time for that. So it's actually going to be kind of cool, and it may help you really pick and choose people a little more because you're going to see who really respects you for that um and those are the people you're going to keep and the ones who don't you can just say bye to and it's awesome i love letting go of people it's like my favorite thing ever (laughs) i know that sounds like so messed up but it's nice it's nice to really like weed out um (laughs) the people who don't who don't match you super well 
And she followed up that question with how to focus on self-love instead of putting your love into boys. And I love that question. I think, you know, even beyond just putting your love into significant others or boys, um, you know, it, it also includes into friendships and other people. And so it's this like thing about codependency and how do I focus on my self-love first instead of putting it into other people. And I get it. I so get it. I did it for so long. I put everything into other people and I left myself with nothing and it was sick. I got, I got like sick from that. So, you know, it's such a beautiful thing to do to recognize that you deserve to be put first. And the only person who's going to do that is you. So it looks like this. It looks like saying, um, saying no to plans sometimes because you're drained and you need some self-care time. It looks like figuring out what the things are that make you and only you happy, which means things that you can do with yourself and only yourself without the need of other people to be there that's going to really fill you up inside. Make a little journal on that. I call it the puzzle piece method. What are what are the pieces of your happiness puzzle? Because you know, we're not going to rely on any one thing to be our sole space of happiness because that's completely irrational and can never work. And so you get to pick little things and make them things that you get to do on your own, you know, whether it's it's painting or um, practicing a monologue or poetry or watching a movie, like whatever it is sort of creative thing um, that you can do on your own time. And so that's going to help you really put love into yourself by spending time with yourself first and then really recognize that you have to honor and respect your entire being including your mess all that you are first and foremost because if you want to get that from other people you have to embody it so if you don't have that self-respect right and uh you don't really have that dignity and you go to other people and they're not respecting you and you ask yourself why the answer is right there it's because you don't respect yourself it's like why the hell is someone going to respect you if you're not telling them they have to if you're not holding them accountable right it's like they're not going to it's a waste of their goddamn time (laughs) so so watch that and create that in yourself first and then you're going to see that um you can have equal love with other people and you can then put love into others because your cup is full All right, coffee cup number two is starting to work, and I'm pretty stoked on it. (laughs) Um, Okay, next question. How to care less about what people think or remain calm when people are being offensive? There was also a question about handling insecurity, and I'm going to tie these two together because, you know, I think that caring less about what people think has a lot to do with insecurity and um, self-esteem. So, Here's the thing. (laughs) You are not being you for other people. You're being you for you, right? So we live in, we live in a place and in a time in this world where like opinions are so prevalent and judgment and like with social media, like we're always comparing ourselves and, uh, you there's so many spaces where we can get insecure. And so it's, it's becoming a little harder to really get a hold on your own self-esteem. So I get it. I understand how difficult that is. But start to recognize what other people are doing, who other people are, has no effect on you and your inner being and your inner self-esteem. So this is my number one key. 
My absolute key to self-esteem and insecurity is this. Here's my question. If you were to love yourself, what are the things you would love about yourself, right? So sometimes it's hard to go, what do you love about yourself? And you're like, (laughs) nothing. (laughs) I don't feel like that right now. It's so cool and we get to shift the question to be okay. So if you did, what would it be? And the key is in loving yourself for your messy parts. And I did an entire webinar on this last night. You have to love um, your procrastination while you're working on it. You have to love how emotional and sensitive you are because it's an asset and it makes you care for others. You have to love that sometimes you get angry because it shows you where your boundaries are. It's a tool for you sometimes. (laughs) And you have to love all these defects of character as you work through them. That's the key. So once you begin to honor all parts of you, like you're like, hey, this is my mess. Take it or leave it. I'm totally working on it. Uh, But if you don't respect it, I don't give a shit, right? And when you start to kind of take in in that attitude about it and really love every part of you, uh, it's really hard to fall super deep into insecurity. It is. It's like it happens. It's always going to happen because we're human. So that's another part. Don't forget that you're human. It's okay to get insecure. Um, It's okay to not feel so hot about yourself all the time. It's what you do to bounce back from that. It's what you do to go into solution about that. So I would say start with some affirmations. Affirmations are funny because they feel really silly. Um, and it's writing a list like I am enough. Uh, I, I love my skin. Um, I love my body. My body is divine. Um, you know, some things like that and you might not believe them. And so when you're saying them out loud, you're like, this is absolute bullshit. But trust me, it starts to really work because you're actually retraining your brain to think that way. And it changes everything. It's the weirdest thing. Um, There's this uh, method called mirror work where you stare into a mirror and you can uh, say the affirmations to yourself and like say sweet nothings to yourself. And um, I tried that when I was starting my self-love journey and I felt so silly. I I felt so weird, but it, it worked. It worked. So start with something simple like that. And here's my other little tangible tip. I love tangible, like things you can actually do um, rather than just concepts. Another tangible tip is when you hear yourself diving into insecurity. So, oh my god, my skin looks so bad. Oh, I look so fat in this. Oh, why am I so annoying? Why am I so awkward? When you hear that coming into your head, because it will, because we're human, start to draw in this awareness. Take a pause. So you hear that negative thought coming in. Okay, you're going to pause for a second. You're going to recognize it as a negative thought. And you're just gonna sh- you're just gonna switch. That's literally all it takes. So instead of um, I look so fat, you're gonna say, Oh, I look so beautiful right now. I love myself. That's that. And so again, you're training your brain. So you're really shifting that. The other thing is a lot of times insecurity comes from judgment. So we look at another person, and we either judge ourselves because we think they're better than us or we judge them to make ourselves feel better does that make sense so what we're going to do instead of that is we're going to look at another person and we're going to honor who they are and be like you're awesome um you're really pretty (laughs) or whatever it is and I am too just like that I'm I am that as well 
and uh, I don't need to change for anyone else, right? Okay, second part of the question, how to remain calm when people are being offensive. So this is a little bit of a multi-layered question and answer because there's absolutely a lot of avenues and ways to remain calm when you know people are being offensive and hurting you and hurting your feelings. And in the same token, I really want to shed light on the fact that it's okay to not be calm uh, when people are mistreating you and when people are crossing your boundaries. And, And I love this. It's like anger is a really, really telling emotion. And I was not connected to anger for a long time. I was just not an angry person. But the thing that was wrong about that was like people would cross my boundaries and I didn't have that anger. And I kind of needed that because it's a signal. It says my boundaries are being crossed right now. Um, Same with shame, right? Shame or guilt. Shame or guilt says um, I see a different route. I see a different way to do things. Fear says I really care about something. So, you know, if you're afraid of accomplishing a career path it means you really care about it and it's a passion of yours and that's so beautiful so these negative emotions that are you know somewhat the opposite of calm are actually really helpful so it's okay and again human to feel those things the key is sometimes it's not the most beneficial to project that onto others actually most of the time it's not Uh, the most beneficial to project that onto others. So how can you breathe in the moment and be like, okay, I'm not going to get super angry right now. I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to yell. I'm going to go process this on my own and maybe like with a trusted person and get it all out, like write a fuck you letter. I love fuck you letters. They're so much fun. Um, You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do something about that and then I'm going to go and I'm going to speak my truth and have a conversation. The other thing to recognize is sometimes when people are being offensive, it has absolutely nothing to do with you. Um, That is a key concept I learned when I started on this journey and it has completely changed my life it saved me to recognize that not everything other people do or say to me is actually about me there's a lot of things that are really just projections you know when someone calls you something negative often it's what they feel about themselves and the cool thing about this (laughs) it kind of sucks to think about but when have you done that to another person we all have we've all called another person something else because we see it in ourselves and we don't like it right we've all done it so think about it people people probably do that to you and so really detaching from taking things personally is big like hearing someone say some effed up shit and being like oh okay um maybe that's not about me and I'm going to, I can get angry because that's human, but I'm going to kind of zone it in somewhere a little more healthy and uh, that I'm going to get back <laughs> to you or communicate with you about this, right? Um, yeah, breathing through it, recognizing how to detach. It's not your fault. Um, doing some tangible exercises to get rid of the anger. Not rid of the anger. I don't like that term. Delete that. To feel through the anger um, and like let it have its space to release. And that's about it for that one. Okay, what's our next one? 
All right, tips on how to get deeper into spirituality and ways that helped you get more into it. I love that question. It's such a sweet little question and something I get so excited about. Uh, It's always really fun for me when girls come into private coaching and they kind of want to explore spirituality a little deeper. Um, Here's the first thing I want to say about it. Spirituality is an avenue of absolute free expression. So it kind of lacks rules. There's not many rules to it. More so, it's creative. So what do you want your higher power to look like? It can be uh, the sun, it can be the ocean, it can be nature itself because it feels bigger than you. Um, It can be absolutely anything that feels bigger than you that you can believe in. And I love that because I always do this exercise in coaching where we kind of draw out um, our version of a higher power and everyone's is different. And everyone has a different word, whether it's God, spirit, higher power, universe. Uh, And that's a really fun part about it is what is that to you? And number two, think about it. What are the qualities you want in a best friend? Um, you know, do you want them to listen to you? Do you want them to genuinely care for you, to respect you, to lead you the right way, um, love you unconditionally? What are the qualities you want in a best friend? Those are the qualities of your higher power because it's not some faraway thing that's hard to connect to. It's not punishing. Ugh. I hate that, right? It's not. It's your best friend. It works hand in hand with you. And so start to recognize that and it's just going to open up this entire world of possibilities for you. Um, so ways that helped me get more into it. So basically I grew up, even though I grew up in a really like toxic situation, I also had um, my grandma and grandpa and my mom and a lot of reflections of spirituality. And my grandma used to, uh, she's just the sweetest thing ever. She would like take me out on her beautiful backyard and we would read books about fairies and God and all of these amazing things. And so I, I really got to have that faith from a really young age. But it got skewed in addiction and codependency and all of those things. And I wasn't super connected to it, even though I always had the belief. So when I got sober and started working on my healing journey and my self-love journey, it just, oh my, I can't even describe it. It just boomed. And there was like so much for me to play around with. So let me think of some things that you can kind of do to start to get more into it. Um, It really becomes a lifestyle and it just becomes a part of your day and a part of your being and who you are. Um, I loved getting books when I first kind of started diving deeper. I loved like inner child trauma books, meditation books. Um, There's a couple spiritual growth books where each chapter, like you're learning another level of spirituality. And it's so fun. (laughs) Another thing is guided meditations. There are so many on YouTube, it's out of this world. So no matter what you want to practice in meditation, there's a ton. Start with guided meditations because they're really easy. Also, let go of the the belief that you have to not think in meditation. Um, There's no truth in that. (laughs) Uh, You know, maybe you can reach that point one day. I don't know. I think what's more important is really just calming down your mind and listening And so guided meditation is awesome for that because you just lay down, you breathe through it, and you listen to someone else. And when a thought comes in, all you have to do is just recognize the thought. So you go, oh, that was a thought. And you come back to listening to the guided meditation. Um, 
So go ahead and look up some on YouTube. There's some for everything. There's even apps now. I think there's like a mindfulness app. Meditation will really help kind of hone you in deeper to um, a lot of aspects of spirituality. Um, Some other fun things are like crystals are really fun to kind of get into and start to recognize. I love oracle and tarot cards. Um, They are a really big part of my life and reading for other people is really fun. So maybe finding a deck that um, calls out to you. And... Uh, talking to other people who are interested in the same thing. Yeah, that's kind of all there is to that one. Uh, how to deal with long-distance relationships? Great question. Um, you know, I think one of the things that's really important is kind of knowing, having a date of when it's not going to be long-distance anymore so that you have something to look forward to. Um, like, you know that you're working towards this thing for each other because eventually you're not going to have to be there anymore. And on top of that, knowing when you're going to see each other next, if that's in, if that's possible. Um, like if you guys get to kind of connect and see each other for like a little bit, um, knowing when that's going to be. Obviously, unlike relationships where you can see each other in person, there almost has to be a bigger emphasis on how much you connect, I think, at least. Um, you know, spending more time on FaceTime and calling and sending pictures and showing what you're doing throughout the day and um, kind of really being a part of each other's lives in that way. And also really having a lot of ways to take care of yourself and fill yourself up so that you're not depending on the other person to do that for you and just trusting and knowing that if this is meant to work out, it absolutely will and that's all that matters. Okay, um, advice to people who don't think college is for them, but feel like they have to because society says so. I love this question. A lot of us have parents or adults in our life who come from a time where college truly was, like, the only way. Social media didn't exist, and a lot of these other ways of making money didn't really exist, and so, like, college really did matter that much. Like, it really was the only way you were going to get a well-paying job it's just not like that anymore and so I think we can have compassion for the adults in our life um, or some of the older people in society I guess who really look down upon that um, because it's just what they came from right and so but also knowing within yourself like that's not how the world works anymore it's it's so much more creative now I guess and if there are other ways that you want to make money and have a career and live your life, then so be it, right? That's up to you. And and there's a lot of opportunities for that now, which is so beautiful. Um, I do not think college is absolutely necessary for every career path. I think it is for certain ones, and I think it's not for others. Um, to be honest, I'm not so into college. <laughs> I really don't want to do that. Um, I'm loving running my own business. Uh, I want to act, and that's such a big dream of mine. And college isn't really something that I just want to do right now. One thing, though, here's a little tip. <laughs> it's like a little counterproductive, sort of. Um, but, you know, if you really have some people, like, breathing down your neck about it, just take one class because then you're in college. One class about something that you're really interested in, like a psychology class or something would be one for me. 
and just get the people off your back, but be actively working on what it is that you want to do. Really check yourself. Like, are you just being lazy and don't want to go to college? Or are there other things that you're actively working on and um, really have, um, there's a lot of possibility in that for you. But I totally get it. <laughs> I definitely understand. Um, okay, what's next? Okay, advice for high school girls. What a cute question. Um, first of all, uh, oh, high school. I hated high school. Um, okay, cliques and friend groups don't matter, like, at all. It's not a real thing. Um, it won't be real after high school. Uh, fitting in is does not have to be of your concern by any means. Um, you do not have to try to fit in with these people because they're really not that cool and they're really not going to be that cool after high school and you can just be you <laughs> and don't worry about it. Um, also, don't freak yourself out over the schoolwork. Just put energy into it, right? Just be productive about it, but don't, don't um, jeopardize your mental health for that. It's not worth it. So put your mental health and your self-care first and then um, really be productive in your schoolwork because it is worth it and it's definitely important, but I think mental health surpasses that. One thing that like I kind of wish I, no, and it's not that I wish I did because I did do it, but one thing that I think would be really smart is to really think of what you want to do after high school and kind of start implementing that um, in little ways. Like maybe you can be really smart and start saving up money right now um, by having a little job or something cool like that. But just above all else, high school is four years of your life um, and there's so much more to life than that. So don't make it your everything. Don't worry. Uh, everything passes and blows over. Like any drama you may be having with other people is going to pass. It's going to blow over. And don't get too obsessed with relationships and things in high school because they're often a little petty um and and they seldom have a lot of you know realness and and depth to them so just just do your thing and trust and flow and keep moving but I promise it's not the end of the world even though it feels like it I get it I was not super into high school towards <laughs> like towards the second half of it um so I understand Okay, um, how to deal with neglection from parents and trauma? This is a heavy set question, and the first thing I want to say is that I love you so much. I understand, and I honor you, and I know how difficult this is. Um, you know, when it comes to childhood-based trauma and pain, it's... It looks like this. None of that is your fault. You are not responsible for being treated that way, for being neglected, for being abandoned, for being loved conditionally. There is nothing that you did that brought that upon you. It is not your fault. I hope you hear me when I say that. It is not your fault and it never has been. What matters is that the healing is your responsibility because no one else can do that for you. So what happened isn't your fault and you're not to blame, but 
you are truly held accountable for the way that you heal that. Staying in like a victim mindset because of what happened in childhood is so detrimental to you and only you. And it's a beautiful thing to take those things and start to heal from them and see where they've created patterns in your life. You know, get some books on on inner child work and childhood trauma. Um, start looking at it. Start doing meditations on it. Uh, you know, get with some type of a guide or a coach and really start working on that. And it's like reparenting yourself sort of and not letting that take over your whole life. And it's a painful process, but it's it's so cool because it's both the most painful and the most freeing thing all at the same time. And I have truly like just bent over sobbing from releasing some of the pain from that space. Um, the other point I want to make is that if you're really living in it right now, the best thing you can do, because I understand that, that that also happens, is like having the neglection right now. Um, the best thing you can do is create this like really, really, really strong sense of self-love where you have this safety and this home within yourself that no matter what happens around you, it can't be broken because it doesn't affect who you are within. And that just takes a lot of self-love work and a lot of um, you know spirituality if that's something you're interested in and really creating that and like starting to kind of form your own life a little bit and... Um, I'm just working on moving through some of that trauma, even though it's happening right there, getting detached, really recognizing that your parents are not a reflection of you and you don't have to be a reflection of them and you don't have to take everything um, personally because it's it's often not and I understand how hard that is when you're living in it. I really do. It's like really, really difficult and painful, but the more you learn about them, maybe they have, you know, narcissistic tendencies, um, look up that, see if they do, because you'll learn a lot that way, um, the more free you get, and it's so beautiful, and I'm with you, and I love you, um, and you are going to be so, so, so unbelievably strong from this, the healing is going to absolutely change you in so many ways and it's going to be amazing and you're going to be able to help others with that same thing okay last question the last question i have is leaving an abusive relationship and this is like the gnarliest question of them all because it's one of those things that is so oh my god i mean it is just gut-wrenching because it's like a drug, right? Like the first thing I like to say when when we talk about abusive and codependent relationships is that it's like a drug, <laughs> right? So think about it this way. A heroin addict uses heroin continuously even though they know the consequences. Like they know that it's going to cause health issues. They could go to jail. They could die. Um, they're hurting people around them. It's just diminishing their spirit and a lot of those things they know that and they do it anyways and so a lot of that same thing because they want the high right the lows are so bad that you'll do anything to get the high again that pattern really gets created in an abusive relationship where you get high on that person and when they when they withdraw from you you go into a withdrawal and you go into a low and so no matter even though you know that they don't 
truly love you and they're not really showing up for you and they're not healthy for you and they don't respect you it doesn't matter because the second that they give you a little bit of that taste of that high you're gonna take it because it feels so good and it only feels good because of the moments where you don't have it and so I understand that I think I don't know if I've done a podcast on this yet but I will um, I have an entire PDF on it and, and the coaching I do is really based on this just because I experienced it so heavily. Here's the thing, leaving. Leaving is, it feels almost impossible when you start to think about it. It's crazy. It's, you're like, how could I live without this person? I don't want to leave them. Like they're my everything, even though they're the worst thing ever. And so start to pray if, if you have, um, higher power in your life x this part out if you don't that's totally okay but start to pray for the willingness to be willing to leave because it's hard to even be willing to right so start to pray for that um you can write a pros and cons list sometimes that helps you really understand and then get with some people who really care about you and um and make sure they know what's going on and if you're really focused on finding a way to leave like you know that you cannot live this way much longer sometimes amazing miracles happen and I didn't have the strength to leave that's the truth I did not have the strength to leave I was getting sober and he was my last high and I just couldn't even fathom leaving and he left which was really crazy because that wasn't going to happen and so when he left and he completely um, just deleted me out of his life, like, it was actually a miracle. I was pissed, obviously, I hated it, but looking back, like, that was such a big miracle, I couldn't have done that for myself, but I have seen people who do, and it's amazing. It's so beautiful, so trust yourself, start journaling on it heavily, um, start getting with people who really care about you, start seeing what he, he or she is actually doing to you, um, and start to find, this is, this is a big thing, keep the things in your life that make you and only you happy yet again. Don't stop doing them. I know this is hard, so be gentle on yourself. Um, I love you to death. I really do know what that feels like, and I know how hard it is, and I'm proud of you for wanting to leave, because some, some don't even recognize that they want to leave, and so the more that you want it, and the more that you focus on it, the more it's going to come to you with ease. And it may feel like you just woke up one day and you were done. And I believe that can happen for you too. Also, the last thing I want to say about that is the only thing that really works for them. Like, you know, you're probably in a cycle of communicating without any real solution. And um, it's you're never going to get real closure or solution from them because most abusers aren't really capable of that so the best thing if you really want to get back on them is no contact like it will actually diminish them if you completely cut off contact because it doesn't matter what kind of attention you give them they like any sort of attention so take it all away and that's the only thing that's really going to get to them and it's the only thing that's really going to save you all right, you guys, that is all for today's episode. I love you guys so unbelievably much. I am so grateful for this platform and how it's growing and really being able to do this. It's so much fun for me to have this space to talk about all of these topics. And um, 
I just honor you all so much and have so like a, just a ton of fun hearing your feedback and reading your reviews. Please keep sending those in. It's so cool. And if you have requests for, you know, podcast topics you want to hear, go ahead and do that. Um, all of the spaces and ways to find me are in the show notes. Um, the best way to really get in touch with me is on Instagram and I kind of keep all of my information there. So that's about that. I love you with all of my heart. Have an amazing day and do something self-loving for yourself. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.